Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton, alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who did not vote for Scott Rowland on his Hall of Fame ballot this year, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always as we say during the pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? Roy, I, I'm i not going to backtrack because I because I truly believe in my heart of heart that those steroid bonds do not belong in the Hall of Fame. However, mm-hmm. when, I'm, when a guy like Scott Rowland, who I – I'm not sure in – and this was when I was still watching – like, was there ever a moment when you were just like, yeah, Scott Rowland, Hall of Famer? There was never a moment where I personally said Scott Rowland was a knockout Hall of Famer. Scott Rowland – and again, I don't want to mean to denigrate the man's career because he had a great career. You know, he's a, he was one of the best defensive third basemen of his era. Ever uh, had you know or ever I'll say arrow ever he had eight gold gloves again pretty good pretty good stick you know rookie of the year had some good years with the Phillies had a couple had a few good years with the Cardinals very good career I mean, again like any of us would kill to have the career of Scott Rowland in our you know in our respective fields but again Hall of Famers are kind of like the guys to me and to you and to a lot of people Hall of Famers are the guys where again you know it immediately you see this guy immediately you said this guy belongs in Cooperstown this guy belongs in Springfield. Scott Rowland never said that to me, and I can't. I don't care how many articles I read or people trying to make this case. He's not that guy for me. I'm sorry. Uh, do you think? Is. Do you think, due to the steroid guys, that the writers are for are are kind of, I don't know, handcuffed to just nominate a guy every year because, like, I don't know, like it feels like. Well, one, like, all the story guys are off the ballot forever. I, I mean, they're not going to get in unless you have, like, the Veterans Committee. And I, I, I'll be honest, Roy, I looked at this list. Did, was the mid? Because Scott Rowland was, what, 2000s? I think, like, late 90s, 2000s guys right. and probably retired late 2010s or, or, or like, early 2010s. Retired I, ba- yeah. I looked at that ballot. There were no guys <laughs> that were worthy of the Hall of Fame in that in that class sorry gary sheffield never thought he was a hall of famer like i don't know like i i think there was a few like uh, like andrew jones eh, i i i mean he was like he was a sexy player but i don't Mm -hmm. know if he had like the credentials to be a hall like that's where like i don't know like i don't know for some reason i i treat the baseball hall of fame as this like prestige well not 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 anymore but before like it, it, it's always felt like the most important Hall of Fame. I don't know about, like, it, it was always, like, Cooperstown, New York. Like, I don't know, like, that's long gone. But, I mean, just to see some of these guys, like, I don't know, like, I, I keep seeing Jeff Kent on the bout. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, to like to me, like, like I probably, if you gave me one, if you gave me the ballot, I probably, to me, like, initially I wasn't an Andrew Jones guy, but if you kind of go back and look at the stats, and again, you remember how good he was defensively, but like that man had, had some incredible offensive years. He's put up a bunch of numbers. If you gave me the ballot, I probably would have said Andrew Jones. I'm not sure who else is on that ballot, but again, I'm not going the Jeff Kent route. I'm not going some of these other guys who, who didn't get votes. There were some, I saw some people on, on, you know, online saying, you know, don't hand in a blank ballot to kind of lead back to your point saying like, you know, Vote for so you got to vote for somebody. So and Scott Rowland's one of the better somebody. So I voted for Scott. No, Rowland. no. If, you don't, if, if guys aren't Hall of Fame worthy, don't vote for anybody. Like it's simple. No, like leave <laughs> leave the son bitch blank. And yeah, like no, fine. like I, I, no, I feel that like I don't know over time, and I feel this is going to be the the domino effect of not letting the the actual great players who were tainted pretty much. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like no, these are the guys that like I don't know. Todd Helton, I never thought I Todd like I think Todd Helton as the dude who had steroid numbers in a steroid stadium. I I, I mean I never got 
Todd Helton Hall of Famer. Billy Wagner, absolutely not. Um, Carlos Beltran, is Carlos Beltran a Hall of Famer? No, 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 no. And and of course, the King, uh, the King fraud, A Rod. No, like I I mean, like these, and and like I said, Jeff Kent, Omar Vizquel, Bobby Abreu. Like, like were the were the two thousands just not littered with good players? Yeah, I think I think it really was kind of like that post Jordan era. Where, we, where it was like, all right, like, you know, like AI and Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter, like those guys were good. Well, not no disrespect to those because those guys are actually Hall of Famers. But you know what I mean? Like there was a clear drop off in like high level talent in like that, I guess the mid, the, the 2000s era. Yeah, no. Um, and outside outside that, of the, the super juicy guys, you know. No, no, but I feel like, I don't know. You This is where you had the, 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 the latter end of the juicy guys, like oozy juicy, like, like, like the Manny Ramirez's, the A-Rods. Like, I don't know, because like, I I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if Manny ever tested positive, but I, I, no, I I think he did. And like, there was a lot of innuendo around him. So like, I don't know, he was all, and A-Rod, I mean, he got, he got busted twice. So no, I mean, he's the poster boy. Like, I don't know when you got busted twice. Like, I don't know, like, he, like, he's that, so is no one from the 2000s going to get in? No, these, the the Scott Rollins are going to get in. The uh, David Ortiz got it. He was the only guy who got in last, last year. So David Ortiz, those guys are the guys who are going to get in. So like, like, you're right, you're right. Like your point where that, you know, we can't vote for whatever reason, you know, we can't vote for the A-Rods, the Manny Ramirez's, the Barry Bonds, the Clemens, the Andy Pettits or whatever. We're going to vote for these other guys because we got to vote for somebody on the ballot. So guys like Scott Rowland and Todd Helton are going to be in the Hall of Fame, whereas to you and I and to a lot of other people, again, those guys don't compare to the guys. Again, when you think of great third baseman, again, you think of Mike Schmidt and Brooks Robinson and those guys. Scott Rowland comes a little bit farther down the list than, than those guys, but again, they're going to benefit from from the the, the oozy juicy guys. Uh, as we'll call them. No, I mean, if you're going to put in a guy like that was, I mean, Scott Rowland had a nice bat, not a great bat, it, but the reason why I think the reason why Scott Rowland's in the Hall of Fame is because of his glove. Why don't we put in Omar Vizquel? Like I don't know, like because Omar Vizquel had, like I mean, he had not the bat that Scott Rowland had, but like right. the reason why that's like Omar Vizquel would get it, he was an amazing fielder. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel you're going to get the lean years. Like, I don't know. God bless the next bout. I have no idea who the hell is up. But like, I, cause there aren't any more first ballot guys anymore. Yeah, no, there's, there's a, there's a few, there's a, you know, a, probably going to be like a little dead spirit uh, period next. I'll look up the next ballot in, in a second, but yeah, it's probably gonna be a little dead period and you're going to get some of these guys again, the Todd Helton's and look, since you're doing all this, you might as well put in those other guys that you hate, put in the guys who belong, put in Roger Clemens, put in Barry Bonds. Don't put in A-Rod because we know that he's entirely forgetting. No, 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 but like, I don't know. Like, like who are you put? Like if, if you were part of the steroid committee, and like I don't know, like like um, Rob Bedford said, Roy, you get to put in out of all the shamed people, you get put in three. That's it. Who are you putting mm. in? All right. So look, Clemens and Bonds are one, two in whatever order. Probably Bonds, Clemens. If you want to put them in the order. <sighs> Off the top, I can't think. I mean, maybe Manny Ramirez, but I'm sure there's probably somebody else. Would you put in McGuire over Manny? Man? No, no, I probably put in Manny over McGuire. Um, cause I, I just think Manny, I mean, again, Manny is a, is a really big product. I think Manny was a, just a really good baseball player. You take down the juice again, the, the juice discount, if you will. Like, I still think there's something there than, than just a home run guy. Um, so probably Manny, but I, there might be another guy. No, they need, no, no. At, at some point I'm because the Scott Rowland thing and I, and I'm sure there's going to be another mid guy that gets in next year. It's like, Okay. I'm softening my like. I, I still believe like based on whatever they shouldn't get in under natural circumstances. However, this is the steroid committee that says you know what, you've been shamed enough. You can like I don't know come out of hiding. We can Brian. We, we can bring in Brian McNamee to like do your induction speech. We can have Victor Victor Kahn. No, like I, I mean, but I feel but but if for some reason they decide you know what, f it. We're gonna put these guys in. Will it be like? Will it mean less or more? Or it, it, it's just whatever. If they put what the 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 Scott Rollins in? No, no. If they actually go forward and say, 
We're gonna put the bot. We're gonna put bonds in. We're gonna put Hold in. On, that's the way it should be. Don't you're asking the wrong the wrong person. Like, no, 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 no. But after all this time, would like would it still mean something? Oh no, it means something. Yeah, like the Hall of Fame okay. still means something. Yeah, like like it matters. Like yeah, even though these guys are fugazi and they got to go on, the, on through the Veterans Committee thing, it still matters. It's still the Hall of Fame. Like Fred McGriff's going in this year as a Veterans Committee. Again, you can debate Fred McGriff if you want. You know, I don't think you know you're not gonna do it here. But again, Fred McGriff still feels you know as much of a Hall of Famer as Scott Rowland does. So I mean, it, oh absolutely, yeah, this ain't a problem. Um, really quick before we just put a bow on this. Next year, the guys up on the ballot next year, first time guys next year. Um. I'll just throw out some guys for you. I'll throw, I'll throw out the guys who I don't think you you think are Hall of Famers. Adrian Gonzalez. I don't think you think he's in good. Jose Bautista. Matt Holliday. <laughs> David Wright. Now, those those guys, I think we can all agree that those guys are not Hall of Famers, right? I think, we, I think we're good on that. Guys who have... I would... Go ahead, no, no. I, like, I, I'd have, the, the most Hall of Faming, I'd say, is David Wright, I think. Okay. Because I have three guys who have better cases than those three. Okay. So you got Joe Maurer, you got Adrian Beltre, and you got Chase Utley. And if those guys have cases, you can make a case for all three of those guys, and I wouldn't be mad at any of those cases. I, if you had to rank those three, how are you ranking them in terms of guy you would most likely put in? That I would put in? Yeah. Uh, probably... Beltre, Maurer, Utley in that order? See, I would put – no, you know what? Joe Maurer has an MVP. Like, I don't – because I keep going back to Joe Maurer's career was kind of, uh, in, like, injury riddled. Like, I don't know, he yeah. was injured a lot. But that MVP counts for something. Right. And I think he was probably one of the five best players at some point. I don't yeah. think Utley can stake that claim. Yeah, and and Maurer again. Maurer spent time as a first baseman and a catcher. Put up really good numbers as a catcher um, before becoming mostly a first baseman. So again, like I kind of like rank players like in their positions. So like in terms of, I kind of count him as a catcher slash first baseman. So in terms of catchers, he put up really good numbers. Um, so I kind of I kind of give him a little boost with that. So I'll probably boost him. That's why I put him a little bit above Utley because again, Utley had really good numbers for a second baseman. Yeah. But, I think Maurer's numbers as a catcher, because again, like he won what, a batting title, two batting titles. Yeah. Like um. So three, but I'm sorry, three batting titles. Um. So yeah. So for a catcher, like, of, for a catcher, for, yeah, like for a catcher. I mean, how many times do you see a a catcher winning a batting title? Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah much less three and an MVP. Yeah. And, and you know, six time All Star. So yeah. So I'll probably, I look Beltre. Look, Beltre is probably an accumulator guy, but he has 477 home runs. So it's really hard for me to say no. Um, to a guy. When are we actually going to get a sure fire Hall of Famer? Do do they exist anymore? Yeah, well, well, I mean, there's some guys. I mean, there's a bunch of guys now who are sure fire. Like the Verlanders and those guys. There's a bunch of guys who are playing now. Um, Kershaw, who are who are, who are going to be Hall of Famers. But like, there's going to be a dead period. I mean, there's going to be a, a really slow period for the Hall of Fame. So, so God bless the the BBWAA. Um, you might as well take this time to kind of put in again the goat Barry Bonds. <laughs> into the hall of get baseball again we're here to talk football this week because we have a lot of football to talk here on 106.5 fm wppm lp philadelphia got to talk eagles playing the niners here at the link three o'clock sunday afternoon if you haven't gotten your tickets already again sell your blood sell your plasma sell your kidney do whatever you got to do because stub hub's going crazy Tick pick is going crazy again. We're not sponsored, so I'm not telling you where to go. See, but. Roy, I thought, I thought 2018 satiated the appetite. No, like I don't know, like I don't like. Uh, apparently, well, apparently not because people are willing to spend $1,100 on a championship game ticket. I, I mean, like I am, I usually am not taking. Like I, I usually don't underestimate Eagles fans. I've underestimated Eagles fans because I. Because, I, I mean, so, I, I mean, I really shouldn't underestimate football fans because so 45 million people watch the divisional playoff game with Brock Purdy. So, I, I mean, it really is. This league is undefeated. It will stay undefeated. Like, remember three weeks ago we were having those, uh, oh, man, not sure, I, not sure if I can watch it anymore, man. Like, I don't know. Like, this is just too much. No, no, we, we want too much because, like, I don't know. Because just imagine if it was Cowboy Eagles. Like that would probably break fifty, and no, would, yeah. I, 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 you, these games 
might break 50, like, especially that, that Chiefs-Bengals game because you got – no, and I think someone said it. These championship games, as much as we like upsets, upsets ruin the later the later rounds. These are the four best teams left playing, and it's going to be fun. I've read 96 articles already about this game. I really have like, – like, I, I mean, this is – no, this is how this is what going to a Super Bowl should be like. This is because whoever's gonna win these games earned it. We got Eagles Niners the early game on Sunday. We have Bill I'm sorry, Bengals Chiefs the late game on Sunday. We're gonna talk about both of those games. Some other news around the NFL. We have some basketball to talk about because we got the matchup that we have been waiting for for quite some you time. You were waiting for you many were waiting people, for many if you if you saw the game, many people were waiting for this matchup because they were very vocal. Um, at the Wells Fargo Center um, when Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons squared off for the first time on a basketball court. And, of course, again, you know how we do on this show. We have to talk about the upcoming Royal Rumble event in San Antonio, a huge event, one of the biggest events on the WWE calendar every year coming up <laughs> this Saturday. So we're going to discuss that as well on this edition of the Broad Street Line. Again, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, let's just say the usual thank yous. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here, whether it's wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, YouTube Music, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, or on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, where you can listen live every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., or you can go to the TuneIn app and search for the broad, excuse me, search for the Philly Camp Station, and again, listen to our show every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., but Again, whether you listen on radio, on TuneIn, or on the podcast, we are a very, very accessible show. You can also follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Saturday night, we're talking wrestling. Sunday, we're talking football. I know that's what we're going to do. Big time, big time so, weekend for the brand. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I like this is, these are the weekends that, 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 that my fingers live for. So it's going to be, going to buy, buy, buy it. Couple pizzas for the weekend. Ooh, double pizza, double pizza action for no, the weekend. No, because seriously, like I found the place that no, is it like this is just a philosophical question. When you have leftover pizza, how do you eat it? Do you eat it cold? Do you put it in a microwave? Do you put it in the oven? How do you like to consume your leftover pizza? The best way to consume leftover pizza is in an air fryer. What? Throw it in the air fryer for a couple of minutes. It comes out almost as good as it was day one. That's the best way really? to consume leftover pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I don't know if you're team air fryer or not. If you don't have an air fryer, for everybody, anybody listening to this, listening to the sound of my voice, if you do not have an air fryer, the air fryer is the greatest kitchen invention since the microwave. Really? It's fantastic. It's Wait. Unbelievable. Sorry. All right. We're at 1738. I'm gonna I just want two minutes and twenty seconds sure. of your time. Sure. What is because I worry about maintenance what mm -hmm. like is there maintenance with an air fryer there's like a little tray and you just empty you wash the tray out every now and then and then you're isn't there grease like yeah, i don't I mean, like there's not a lot of grease because again you don't put you don't add grease so you, know? you don't put oil like wait, Whoa, wait. No, 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 no no you don't put <laughs> okay oil. Just, all right so it takes the air so you put your food in the basket of the air fryer you, and you put it in there and then it just circulates the air around the food and it heats it and crisps crisps it up so you don't need oil or butter or anything like that, you know. And it still tastes as good as you would is in a regular like oil fryer. One hundred percent. One really? Yeah. Like again, technology scares me sometimes. Yeah. I, I know. Like I didn't know whether it was this was like kind of like a hoax. Like I don't know to say. Like I don't know. Like it. Like your chicken nuggets wouldn't taste because I've learned when you put stuff in the oven, it's whack. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I don't know. You don't get the same crisp. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's just, it's a pretty, other than pizza, like, I don't know. But, like, nothing I've learned in the 25 years I've, like, put stuff in the oven. Nothing good. Like, no, like, whatever you expect, like, fried stuff. Pizza's fine. But, like, like if you put in, like, tater tots or, like, right. nuggets or something, it doesn't taste the same as if you fried it. So I like now. Are there sizes of air? Can, can you get like a, a medium size drawer? Yeah, there's like mini ones. Okay. They, they come in like you know, like like a five and a half quart size. That's the one that I have at home. That's like a, it's enough to put in. Let's say like, 
a dozen chicken wings. You know, okay. Little, 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 oh, really? Like, chicken wings, yeah. Like, but that's one of the that's a bigger size. So again, it's all it all depends on you. Like, they're not. Really so, so you you put chicken wings in there. I put chicken wings in there like every week. Like okay, all right. Yeah, no. Like that's how you that's how you cook chicken wings. Okay. You pop them in the air fryer. You throw them in there for twenty. I like mine extra crispy. Throw them in there for like twenty minutes or whatever. You come out, boom, you're good, you're golden. That's that's it. But yeah, it don't even take long. Like don't need oil, nothing. It's fantastic. Really? And like I would be a paid spokesman for air fryers if you <laughs> air fryer is right. fantastic. All right, you know what? Um, like I don't know. All right, this is on my checklist of stuff that you've you you have pushed me to. Pre TSA pre-check and air fryer. I will have I will have both of those accomplished in the next two months. Yeah, no, an air an air fryer again. If you like chicken wings or chicken nuggets or like you said, fries, tater tots, anything like that, reheating pizza is great. Like again, an air fryer for those out there. This is not again. We are a non-commercial station, so this is not a paid endorsement. I'm just saying, air fryers are great. Air fryers are great. You know what else is great? Jalen F. Hurts is great. He is great. He is back. He's not 100%, but he said, you know what? It don't matter. It's game time. It's time for me to go out there and ball out. And that's what the Eagles did against the Giants this past weekend, 38-7, to you know, in front of a very liquored-up crowd down at the link. Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, and Boston Scott, the three-headed monster combined for 232 yards. Who was the best running back? Who was the best running back? Okay, so Kenneth Gainwell had a bunch of yards in garbage time, including a very long oh, touchdown. Don't tell me that was a garbage time. Don't tell me that was a no, garbage no, time. No, 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 okay. no. All right. He had okay. a lot of non-garbage time touch yards. Like, I don't know. Like, he would – no, I don't know if Miles Sanders is hurt. I don't know if they're preserving him for a later round. He hasn't gotten the same amount of carries that he's gotten. Like, I don't know. Like, like – it seems like I don't know they're they're distributing the carries a little more towards the other guys, which is fine because once again I am slowly being proven right that Kenneth Gainwell is a legitimate running back, and I'll say it he will be the one be running back next season. You, Kenneth Gainwell had the most yards out of those three backs. That's cute. Had a nice long year run late in the game when the game was out of reach. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to fight about this. I'm here to love. The Eagles destroyed the, the, the Giants 38-7, made their way to the NFC title game to face, of course, the San Francisco 49ers, who had a little bit of a time uh, with the Cowboys, uh, but prevailed 19-12. to Thank you. Thanks in large part to two interceptions by one Dakota Rain Prescott, who was called out by the Dallas official Twitter account um, after the game, which was a little weird um, to, to me. But you get the Cowboys, you, know, you get the Niners, you get the Eagles, and as you said, this is kind of what you want. Right, you want the best team, the two best. No excuses. Teams. No, no, no. It, it, it's not saying like I don't know. Like, like you are going to take down, arguably the one beat, like the second best team, or like I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how equal a, a two teams can be because these teams are really like really really good. I argue that they might be the the top two teams in the entire NFL. Well, yeah, you know what? Like, I, yeah, I can't really disagree with that. I mean, again, they're playing as well as anybody. If you had to, yeah. if you had the rank units of the of the le- of the four teams left, what are the top two? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, mm, that's a very good question. As, uh, assuming everybody is at their current level of health. Right? Yeah. That's a, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me, let me I'm trying to, I'm trying to go bottom up. I think, I don't know. That, I, I think the best, go. I think the best unit is the San Francisco defense. The second best unit is the Eagles. I think is probably. The, yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. like it's, but they're really close. That's what I'm Yeah. Say. No, really no. And, and I feel that, like, I don't know. Where do you think, well, what is the biggest matchup? Is it the Eagles defense versus the Niners offense? Is it the Eagles' offense versus the San Francisco defense? Well, let me say before we do that, I probably let me in my mind, I probably flip them. I'll probably say Eagles' offense one. I'll probably say it's San Fran defense two. Um, the biggest, the biggest matchup is to me because I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles can figure out a way to score on this defense. So I think the bigger, I think the bigger thing that well, they can how score. are they going to score? No, no, no. Like, like, because someone asked me, they're like, how does this team like? What is the weak link? Or the, I would say I, I can't even say weak. What is the least strongest unit on the San Francisco defense? 
Well, the San Francisco defense, I'm glad you asked. The San Francisco defense have allowed the has allowed the six most yards to wide receivers this year. I think like I don't think you're gonna get a whole bunch across the middle. Like I, I think I don't think this is gonna be a Dallas no. Goddard game. I don't think this is gonna be a, a game for, you know, Kenneth Gainwell out of the backfield to kind of kind of blow things up. I think you're gonna get I think this is gonna be an AJ Brown game. I think AJ Brown No, it has to be an AJ Brown game. Brown game. It, like, game. So yeah, that's how I think you attack San Fran. Attacking attacking the, the outside of the defense. AJ Brown, Devontae, uh Devontae Smith. Can they run how you do it? So you can't run on the San Francisco defense. I think you can run. I think you can run enough. I think you can run. I think the. I think the running back. Well, let me say that. Let me rephrase this. I think the running backs can run enough, and I think Jalen Hurts will be able to do enough again in his current state to keep the defense honest. I, I'll. I'll say that. I'll yeah, no, I'll like 150 yards. But no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I feel. I feel the matchup is going to be Jalen Hurts versus Fred Warner. It's like I don't know because. Fred Warner argue like no, they just have super studs everywhere. But like I, I mean that is if you can kind of like because he's excellent sideline to sideline. If you can just figure out a way to slow him down with the RPL and right. just like I don't know, make him think. Like I don't know, like because really, like if 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 this dude just like is playing on instinct, then this dude's this dude's gonna tackle everyone. So I feel that like I don't know. Uh, let's have. Let's hopefully Shane Spikeman and like Sirianni can can keep because one I don't know if we, once again I don't know if Shane Spikeman Spikeman gets enough credit absolutely perfect play calling in that Giants game kept everything I don't know like off balance the variations to this QB sneak that I feel that like I don't know the Kelsey like this Kelsey podcast is kind of like I don't know like just like showing they're like oh they're gonna QB sneak now eh? Not, like I mean, this is like I feel that like I don't know the 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 Eagles offense is gonna have to figure out not creative because I feel don't get too cute against the San Francisco because they're this the designer defense is too smart to like I don't know fall for it. but you gotta like I don't know use AJ Brown because I I mean Jimmy Ward and Charvarius Char- were they're nice quarterbacks they're not they don't have all pros there. Even right. they have all pros everywhere else but cornerback. So, yeah, yeah. and I feel that I mean, other than that, you gotta you 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 gotta turn Brock Purdy into a pumpkin. And I feel that like a last couple games, he's had the chance to, and the teams haven't capitalized. That this is where you need eternally disrespected because apparently, like he feels this Hassan Reddick. Who's I don't know turned into the best player on this defense. It's I, I like I, he is definitely the best. Like I mean, he, this dude's on a heater, and I, I mean, like they have the Niners have a really good offensive line too. But this is where like I don't know it's strength versus strength, Roy, and it's like whose strength is going to out. And obviously, you need your offensive line to keep Hurts. I don't know upright. I, I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of, like, I don't know, strength versus strength. And it really is going to come down to turnovers, I think. Who, like, who turns the ball over at least? And you got to, like, I don't know, like, this is the time where you need to, like, I don't know, make this kid uncomfortable. Rookie quarterbacks are 0-4 all time in conference championship games. So, you have Brock Purdy coming in here. Again, San Fran's only 12-game winning streak, Brock Purdy. Was started in those last seven games, but his road wins during that time came against Seattle and came against Las Vegas. Those two games, those two teams, is a totally different environment than what he's going to face on Sunday at the Lynx. But again, like Brock Party's going to play, or the San Fran's you know playbook is going to be what we've seen from them the last seven eight weeks. Again, they're going to throw they're going to throw short mid range passes to Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and and Christian McCaffrey. Try to get some yak. Eagles defense doesn't care. Like they'll give up them little short mid range passes all day. Again, the whole bend but don't break thing uh, when it comes to defense. So again, again, I think the Eagles will, you know, they'll they'll give up those those passes. But again, but can they to- stop the run? I, yeah, I feel they- that like I don't know. This is a game where you can't like you have to get the Niners in third and long. Yeah. And I and it's been hit or miss this season where they've whether they're really good at stopping the run like. Last week they were pretty much they stopped Saquon Barkley to nothing, but hopefully it's not 
the commander's game. Like, I, I mean, that's where, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, I don't know, this, you, you got to hope. <laughs> we haven't said his name in months, Jordan Davis. I, I mean, like, this is where you need, like, I don't know, you need to get penetration. And I don't know if you want to re- rely on a rookie, but you got Sue, you got Linval. This is really, I, I mean, like, they're, this is really as close of a, of a, of a conference championship that you'll ever see. Yeah, no, no. Someone I was talking about this with somebody, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and I said, you know what? Like, like both of these games are as close as as, as we'll, we've seen conference title games in in forever. And I can see all four of these teams winning on Sunday, and I can see all four of these teams losing on Sunday, and it wouldn't surprise me either way. Um, that's how close these games are. That's how close this Eagles Niners game is. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to probably tote the rock for the most for the Niners. He is expected to play despite his calf injury. Avante Maddox is going to suit up for the Birds. Uh, which is probably going to suit up. I'll say this practice for the first time in a month on Thursday. So the Eagles have Avante Maddox again, that kind of helps them trying to deal with Ayuk and Debo Samuel and the different ways they line those guys up. Um, but again, San Fran's really good, you know, plus 13 league best plus 13 turnover differential. The Eagles went through in a long run this year where they led the league and turnover differential. You know, we talked about most of the big matchups. We didn't specifically talk about Lane Johnson versus Nick Bosa. Again, Lane Johnson, Probably not at 100%, but again, he needs to be as good of a, as he can be against the guy who had a career high in sacks 18 and actually, a half this year. Actually, I, because I, I, I thought this was the matchup. However, it's not the matchup. It's Jordan Mailata versus Nick Bosa, because Nick Bosa, I read, does not move around. He is strictly okay. a, 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 a right defensive end. Okay. So, okay. I, I mean, like, and I didn't know that, like, I don't know, Jordan Mailata isn't the best pass blocking, like, I don't know, absolute monster. He's 41st out of 54 tackles. So mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know, obviously. But this is where – I know it's a lot, a lot. This is where you take advantage. Like, but the, the issue with trying to, like, I don't know, like use their aggressiveness to against them is this isn't a good screen team. Right. So, I, I mean, like, I don't know whether you send help. For Mylotta, you probably have to send a chip yeah. because, like, I don't know, like, asking asking Jordan Mylotta to, like, block Nick Bosa one-on-one, I, I mean, like, that's crazy. And, well, you got Eric Arms, like, I, I mean, like, I feel that as crazy as this sounds, and I'm a big Nick Bosa fan, absent the bag of stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel that, like, I don't know. If you ask me who has the better defensive line, I'll say the Eagles. Like, I don't know. I think they're deeper. I, I like – I think if you ranked it, even though I do think, like, I don't know, the two of the three best linemen, if you had to, if, if you had to draft the linemen off of both teams, I'd say that two of the three, first three are, are 49ers. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, the Niners, the Niners have the, the two of the, the three best guys. But I, I feel that the Eagles are deeper. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. And – like, I don't know, when they could just send these guys out in waves, that's where, like, I don't know, Ed, you, this is where, like, I don't know, like, I've all, I've been saying, like, I don't know, all year that, like, do do the Eagles have a guy that can get to the quarterback on third and nine? Apparently they do now, because Hassan Reddick has turned into that guy. You know, Hassan Reddick's that guy. He's going to have to be that guy to, again, can, to kill these Niners drives on third and long, and, and hopefully, you know, he makes enough plays to do that on Sunday, of course, this will not be the first time that Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy have squared off. They faced each other in college back in 2019 when Hurts was at Oklahoma and Purdy was at Ohio State back in their Big 12 days. The Sooners were up 35 to 14 at the half. Brock Purdy ended the game with five touchdowns, and the touchdown actually brought the Cyclones within one, 42 to 41, at the end of the game. Ohio State, excuse me, Iowa State. Decided to go for two and the win, but Brock Purdy threw an interception on the potential game-winning play. So I'm sure you will hear about that during the broadcast, during the Fox broadcast on Sunday. But, again, we've broken the game down. This is as close of a game as you're going to get. Two and a half is the line. The Eagles are favored by two and a half, um, again, which is basically a toss-up um, when you consider home field advantage. So who do you think wins this game on Sunday? I, I I mean, like you said, I would not be surprised. I and like, I don't even like. Would I? Will, will I be disappointed if the Eagles lose? Hell yeah! Like I don't know, but will I be like massively dis- embarrassed? No, I mean the 49ers are really good. Like I don't know, they're like 
throwing like a 12. How many games did they win in a row? 11? 12. 12. 12. But I feel that this is where you think, and I, I, I mean, like, you have the advantage of quarterback. And, like, I don't know, like, as much as Purdy's been on this hell of a run, I, I, I mean, like, trying to, like, downgrade a, a, a dude who's won 12 games in a row, trying to get it is crazy. This dude is, I, I mean, he's he's doing what I don't think a lot of the stuff that Garoppolo could do. Like, I don't know, he's mm-hmm. he's added an element to this team that I don't think was there before. But I feel that I I I think this Eagles defense – and, and namely Hassan Reddick, and he's he, he's all oh, he's on fire. And I feel that they'll they'll get a turnover at in at a very clutch time. Whether it's and I think Avante Maddox being back is huge. That that means Garner Johnson is back in his spot. And I'll say it, Garner Johnson with an interception mm. to set up a game-winning field goal. I'll say 26-24, good guys. Ooh, 26-24 on the game-winning field goal. The game and comes and, down and, and like one on the verge of a massive just anxiety attack. <laughs> because, no, I, I mean, no, I feel like this is going to be back and forth. I think the Niners will have the lead. I think the Eagles will have the lead. And But I feel that, like, I don't know, like, this is where these signings, because, like, I, I mean, there's a reason why Howie Rosen won executive year. Like, it's not just these he 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 got he, he stole these guys for nothing. The guys he stole made a massive impact. Like, I don't know, Gardner Johnson has like five, six interceptions. Like James Bradbury is a second team all pro. When is the last time that a guy what cut made all pro team? So I, I feel that like I don't know, another week of Howie telling people, get off his back. He's gonna be the GM forever and deal with it. And <laughs> I, I think Eagles are Super Bowl bound again. If if I would have told Roy Burton in 2016, yeah, Roy, in the next six years, Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl twice. What would you have said? I don't know what I don't know what's more or I guess less likely. If the Eagles would go to the Super Bowl twice, or they would go get rid of the coach, get rid of the quarterback, and then go back again in five. Oh years. no, no, that is like Roy. They hit. How many times does a team, not even like I don't know, like like the Packers, how many times does a team hit the quarterback lottery twice in this short amount of time? Yeah, it never happens. It never happens. Like you said, the Packers. But I mean, like the Packers had a guy sit on the bench for like forever because the one guy didn't want to leave. So like, yeah, you never hit the quarterback lottery like this. But you never blow out a coach and blow out a quarterback that won a Super Bowl within a couple of years, and then a couple of years later, just get back. Like, it's like, you know. It's, it's, no, it's, this it's, is, no, no, this is, this is very rare. And yeah. I feel that, like, I don't know, like, it might have taken some luck, but it takes a lot of shrewd moves. And, like, I don't know. I I, I think we owe Howie a, we're not going to ask for you to be fired for, like, three more years. Because this is, this is beyond impressive. And I don't know what happens after this, but, I mean, like, we no no one expected us. Like I feel like I don't know. Will they be Will they be back in the mix next year? I think so. Yeah, but I, I mean, true. like this is. I, I mean, they got as good a shot as any to like be carried like carried another Lombardi. So I, I mean, let's hope that like I don't know. Like let's just hope that start playing Jalen in that last game. It like bears the like bears the fruits because really like this is what you wanted like i don't know like you got the quarterback edge i think and you got the environment to rattle the young quarterback and, and you got two other teams on the other side again who who again have just as much right to be there as the eagles and the niners of course we're talking about the bengals playing the chiefs a rematch of last year's afc title game when casey was up 21 to 3 before losing at home um 27 24 um in the title game of course, the Chiefs are coming off their win over the Jaguars last week, but does it costly win in some aspects uh, with the high ankle sprain suffered by Patrick Mahomes in the first half? He came back and played, but wasn't the same Patrick Mahomes. Um, that being said, they had enough to hold off the Jags. Jags had a couple chances late, but they were a young team, made a couple young team mistakes. The Bengals went up to Buffalo and just took, took the Bills apart, 27-10 to 10 in the snow. I guess we can save the conversation about Josh Allen at another point. I will just say this. I think everybody is kind of on the team. The two best quarterbacks in the world reside in the AFC and are playing each other in the AFC title game for the second year in a row. I think we're all in agreement on that, right? 
is is the gap between Mahomes and Burrow small, medium, or large? I think it's small. I okay. think it's small. Yeah, I don't think it's small. Like I think it, like they're really good quarterbacks. And again, look, Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes three times, three he's three and zero against Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's been so good against Patrick Mahomes, of course. That you guys have heard the story. They have called Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead Stadium. And if Joe Burrow goes back into KC for an ASC title game and beats Patrick Mahomes again, we really need that. And I know Patrick Mahomes hurt, but again, you got to have the conversation about who has the belt because it's a legit conversation if he does it again. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, no I, I feel that, like, I don't know. Like, because after, like, I don't know, like, because once again, we can deliberate again. Joe Burrow's ability to lift a friend, like, I, I mean, he is the, him and guys like him and Mahomes are the definition of CEOs. Cincinnati, I repeat, Cincinnati yeah. is becoming a destination football town. For Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Again, <laughs> again, we'll say it again. Cincinnati could be going to back-to-back Super Bowls. The Bengals. <laughs> the Bungles, if, you, if you're old enough to remember. Could be going to back-to-back Super Bowls. The Bengals. This man, like you said, yeah. this man's a lifter. The man lifted yeah. at LSU, and he's lifted in Cincinnati, and he might be the best lifter in the NFL. No, no, and I feel that, like, I don't know, because I, I I think you mentioned something last week where you said, man, Joe Burrow, real cocky. I'm like, you know what? He might or he, he, he might be allowed to be that cocky. It's not, it's not he, misplaced. It's not no, misplaced. No, no, like, that. usually it feels, like, false. A lot of dudes, cop, like, cockiness, like, just is, like, this, like, kind of facade. This dude, no, like, no, I think Ryan Clark said it. He's like, when this dude was a bum at LSU, when he was the backup, this dude thought he was the stuff. Yeah. He throws 79 touchdowns. He know he's the stuff. No, I, I feel that, like, I don't know. Self-confidence is just a very, like, weird thing to, like, assess. But when you got it, man, like, when you just go in and just blow the doors off a team in their own house and in their environment, so it was just like nothing. Like nothing. No, like that, yeah, that game, that Cincinnati win against, again, just came out the gate and went right down the field, hit hit Jamar Chase with a touchdown. It's like, look, man, we're not scared of nothing, man. Like, we're the best team no. out here. Like, we believe it. Like, you know, I'm him. You heard him see, like, he's screaming on the sidelines. Like, this team, but like, Joe Burrow believes he's that dude, and this team believes he's that dude, and they ride with him through whatever, man. Like, he's really good. And that I can't discount this team against anybody. I really can't. No. I can't. I really, I can't. Can he beat? Can he beat Mahomes four straight times? I feel I that's like. Yeah, that's the question. That's the question. Like, does Mahomes? And I know Mahomes are, but the Mahomes, does Mahomes, and more importantly, the Chiefs, do they allow that to happen? Do they? You allow somebody else again to quote Michael Irvin to come into your house and do that to you two times in a row? My you know answer what? is no. No, I'm gonna I say. Did. Did. I'm gonna say. Patrick Mahomes says. I'm here. Puts on the cape. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is that dude too. I yes. figure. I think they figure out a way. To, like Travis Kelsey. Like I don't know. Like and I, I feel that. Like I don't know. As crazy as it sounds, I think they play some keep away ball from Burrow, and I feel they run it with seventh round rookie from Rutgers, where you can find all your franchise running back, Isaac Pacheco. You can find Jarek McKinnon. I feel like I don't know how. But I do feel like in Arrowhead, I feel they 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 figure it out. It's going to be a hell of a game. I, I mean, I think both these games are going to be awesome. And I feel like, I don't know, like Travis Kelsey jokes about it. It, it might be a little rigged. The New Heights Super Bowl. Because I feel like, I don't know, for me, that feels like the best story. Like, I don't know. If, if you had to think of stories for a Super Bowl, brother versus brother. I mean, how, how many times has that happened? No, it's never happened. Never, never had brother versus brother in the Super Bowl. Um, that's never happened. Um, Andy, yeah. Andy versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Andy versus the Eagles. You know, like that. You know, obviously that that's never happened. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to find. Like if if you're gonna do the story, like it's hard to find a better story than than yeah, like, than Eagles versus. Kings. I mean, does anyone care about the rematch from from like from like Super Bowl whatever with like Joe Montana versus Boomer Sison? No. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, like you know, this, the Niners get there. Yes, it'll be a cute story for Mister Irrelevant to make the Super Bowl and all that other stuff. But I mean, that's not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot of meat on that bone, like other than that. Um, you know, that, that, so that's the story again. And maybe, and maybe that's probably clouding my judgment. But I think Casey wins as well. I think Casey. No, wins. and I'm gonna say it. I, I I forgot to mention this. 
if the Eagles win on Sunday, that means I have to lift the quarterback up a tier. Like I don't know. Like I don't like like he is in that he's in that I don't even know. Like I don't know. Is, is Burrow in that Mahomes tier now? We're not doing it yet. We're not gonna do it. Okay. Uh, when's the Super Bowl? The the thirteenth? The the twelfth? The the show after the Super Bowl, we will talk tears. I am not discussing tears until we're no, not, there's three games left. I can't. There's there's way too much two. that can happen in these three games. There's way too much. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 you mean two plus one? Yeah. No, I feel that like I don't know. Like, and I've asked this question, and like I don't know. We see Dak Prescott, and I've always thought he's a game manager. Plus, he maybe might have been. He's not anymore. Like I don't know. He he is not managing the game, and I don't know whether. But I feel that. It, it comes back to the philosophical question is like, and I like someone, someone mentioned like Dak and Kirk Cousins in the same sentence. They're not that close. They're not that far, far from each other that like with, unless they have a, a ridiculous amount of talent around them. I think you, I think you cap out. And I think the last couple of years have proven it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, don't ask me a quarterback question. Okay. <laughs> other, other, other than putting Jay him hurts or Jalen him hurt, whatever you want to call him. Other than putting him a tier up next week, if you want to, that's fine. Cause I know you had the, is he ever going to be better than Josh Allen? Not having that discussion yet, but let's wait a couple of weeks. You can have all of the quarterback discussions you want in the world. I will you be disappointed? Will you be disappointed if Purdy outplays him? I'll be, no, really. The, I'll really be disappointed if the Eagles get smashed. That's the only disappointment. Okay. I'll have. Yeah, same here. Like if if Purdy outplays Jalen Hurts, I, in my mind I'll just say, "Oh, Jalen Hurts is hurt," and that's fine. Like I'll, I'll justify, <laughs> I'll justify it enough to, to myself to say, "Oh, Jalen Hurts is hurt." Like it's fine. Or the defense was trash. Like you know, like, like I'll just say, like Slay had a bad game, Bradbury had a bad game, Jalen Hurts is hurt, whatever. Like I, I'll I'll justify that. But if the Eagles get run out run out the gym, then I'll be then I'll be upset. Like that's the only thing that because you should with that offense, you should hang with the Niners. I mean, you shouldn't get blown out. Like come on, like we're not doing that. No, no, like I don't know, like I don't know. This should be a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One way or another, this should be a game in the fourth quarter. It probably will be, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll get two great games on Sunday. I'm going to ask you a question. I hate asking questions where I think I know the answer already, but I'm going to ask you a question because, again, this is what we do on the show because people need to know where your mind is because there is a basketball team that won five, all five games on this West Coast road trip. That is 19 and four in their last 23 games, and they are currently sitting in the number two spot in the Easter Conference behind the Boston Celtics. Chris Domingo, are you back on board with the Philadelphia 76ers? <laughs> it's second best team in the East. Second best team in the East, man. They're hot. They're is there – Is because I feel I'm not, I'm not an outlier. I feel like people have not bought into this Sixer season, whether it's the Eagles – like, I don't know, the Eagles Super Bowl run or just not wanting to get burned by the Sixers. I don't feel that there's, like, I don't know, like, years past, people will be going eight about a 19-4 and four run. It's not. Yeah. Why? It's, I think it's mostly Eagles. I think it's mostly the Eagles stuff. I think once the Eagles stuff kind of whatever it ends, like, once that's over and if the Sixers are playing at a close close to this level, I think people will be in. I mean, this team is playing really good basketball. I mean, they're, it's, it's hard to No, not. but I, I mean, guess, like, I don't know, for a lot of people – are they just waiting to get booted out of the booted in the second round? Like, is there like what makes this team different? Because like, no, that's what I asked myself. Other than the fact, I think the NBA is just sucks this year. There's nothing that I have. There's nothing that I've latched onto. Other like, well, one just the Sixers have just had this uneven roster the entire year. That's why, like, right. and the Eagles. Like, I just don't have the bandwidth for that. But I feel there's a lot of like, I don't know what makes this team any different. Like, I don't know. You you got. You got PJ Tucker averaging like point one points a game. Like I don't know, it's the same crew. What's different? Now, D'Anthony Melton's added a little bit of something. Like they're really good because again, he starts now. Tyrese Maxey comes off the bench. That starting lineup is kind of balanced now. Like they can actually stop people and score. And then you have an actual guy off the bench who doesn't stink, who can actually put points on the board. Like Tyrese Maxey had a great game uh, against the, against. The but it's, but like so is like is Harden like. Can you trust James Harden in the playoffs? Like I like these are just the, Harden, the... Harden's playing fantastic, man. Like Harden's okay. playing what a couple triple doubles last last few weeks, last couple weeks. He's averaging 21 and 11, 11 and 6, I think he is. Like he's putting up really good numbers. He's actually getting to the basket, which again, he, like I thought was done. Um he's actually like a, getting to the basket. Not again, not James, not Houston James Harden, but again, a decent enough James yeah. Harden where you keep the defense honest. 
and he's making threes at a pretty good clip. Now this this team is playing really good basketball. Like you said, the the NBA lands the NBA stinks out loud. Like the rest of the leagues, it does. No, so like it's there a really is good just, time. You know, it's a really yeah, good no, year I, to, to do this. No, I feel that like I don't know. Like I'm going to be scared when the Eagles are playing because that means I'm going to have to be forced to like I don't know like suffer through this right. team because like I, I feel there's been a lot more suffering than enjoying the last couple of years, and I I, I feel that like I don't know like. Just, I, I don't know. There's been like a, I think the weird vibes gone, but in the beginning of the season, there was a lot of weird stuff going yeah. on. And like, I don't know. It just, for me, it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> so, but I feel at some point I'm going to have to jump in and just just watch the Sixers because I don't feel like I want to watch anybody else. Like, I don't know. Usually, like, I've loved the NBA forever, but it, it's becoming less and less for me wanting to watch other teams because there isn't another team I care about. Yeah, yeah, like there's a yeah, there's a random handful of games. There's the uh, there was that what was the the Golden State Boston game a couple like his last week two weeks ago that was pretty good. Like there's those, those still those random games, but not as many as there used to be, um, for for guys like us. But does this game, team yes. need to make does this team need to make a move to get to to the Boston level, or is that just not attainable? I, I think somebody people like the move that people are, are kind of kind of complaining. Well, not complaining about. They're asking about is like yo, find who's the backup big in the playoffs because. People hate Trez, and Trez is probably not good in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you don't find one, I don't think it's the end of the world. But can we, one, can we please stop with, like, I don't know. Better. Guys, like, I don't, guys, gals, whoever the hell we're talking to. The reason why they haven't gotten to a conference final is not because of the backup big. It's yeah, because they don't have the front line dudes. And, I and like, I don't know. This is going to be, like, I don't know, like, I'm interested to see, like, I don't know if, because this is it. Like, I don't know. This is it. Like, I don't know. If they don't get to the conference finals, you're not going to see James Harden anymore. Like, you probably won't. Or, like, you won't see, or you'll see James Harden at a ridiculously expensive price, and you're going to wish you never had. (laughs) So, I I feel that, like, I don't know. This is, this this is it. And I don't know if, like, I don't know, like, you put the one big card you have on the table to, I don't even know who the hell's available, like like vet wise. Like I don't know, like like is there a superstar available that you could trade for? I don't no, think so. No, no, no. Anything you do at this point is going to be around the margin. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not really concerned about this. Like you're saying, like like it doesn't matter. Like the whether it's Trez or whether whoever you know Paul Reed, whoever your backup center, it doesn't matter because Jonah B is playing 39 minutes a game. What matters is you got to take you know take care of business and stop other teams in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, again, you got you have a, you have a deeper roster, a deeper bench than you've had before. So no, and I feel like it, but. no, and I feel like you got dudes that you trust. Like Melton is trustworthy in the playoffs. Like I don't know, like I, I don't like I don't know who else is playing like in the playoffs. Like I, I see I see some Bible stuff and I laugh. Like I don't know, I don't, right. I don't know why the hell he's, I don't even know why the hell he's still on the team. And like I don't know, like maybe maybe Shake becomes trustworthy. I right. see, like I don't know his, but like I don't know. Do I want to be trusting Shake Milton? No. Like, I don't know, like, maybe, but I feel that, I I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if he's happy about it, but I feel like Tyrese Maxey might be, like, him being on the bench might be the best thing for the, for the playoff hopes of this team. It just balances, it just balances, like, because, I mean, people don't want to admit it. There aren't enough time, there aren't enough basketballs when James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, like, especially if James Harden, James Harden's a ball pounder. Like, I don't know, that's what James, but, some, but no, like, James Harden is most effective when he has the ball in his hands. Tyrese Maxey is most, like, like, and that bouncing act gets hard when you got those two in. So when you get, like, people, like, I don't know, having those guys separated is, isn't a bad thing, I don't think. No, it's a good thing, and and then the the Sixers have been played have played a lot better since you know Maxie's made that move to the see ball, like I don't know like you don't need to watch basketball like you don't need to watch the entire season to know that like I don't know like you don't need anyone to report that like I don't know I don't think it's bad I don't think they hate each other it's like the friction is I want the ball no like, I want the ball but it's not even it's, I mean it's not even that it's like all right this offense what was the problem with the starting lineup they can't stop nobody. What's the problem yeah. with the bench? They can't score. Well, you can fix that problem by just switching one guy to the bench. Tyrese Maxey. All right. You put a better defensive person in the starting lineup, DeAnthony Melton, so you can stop guys. And now you can score off on the bench when Harden or Embiid's out. Like it ain't like it's just simple, like it's just simple basketball. Like it ain't it ain't rocket science. And and you know, kudos to Doc Rivers and kudos to Tyrese Maxey for being okay with that. 
Kudos to the Sixers for taking care of business against the Nets on Wednesday night. Uh, ben Simmons went scoreless in the first half, but came back like a man possessed, scoring 10 points in the third quarter, even though Joel Embiid wanted to dunk him through the floor um, a couple of times d- during the game. But he checked out with 8.57 and left in the game. He never came back in because Ben Simmons, of course, is an offensive liability at the end of the game. So James Harden <laughs> traded to the Sixers for offensive liability. Ben Simmons. See, see, the, see the, the only – See, the only downside about not watching, like, NBA is I feel guilty about, like, dunking on Ben Simmons. Like, I don't know, because I feel I haven't earned my right to you dunk on Ben Simmons because I haven't watched. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I see box scores. He sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, he had that one straight in December where, like, oh, he back. And it's like, I got nervous. Not going to lie. I was like, do I really need to, like, like I don't know, eat, eat like, learn how to eat bleep and, like, enjoy it? Thanks, Ben. I didn't have to learn how to eat it. Like, I don't know. Like, I am, like, it's the same. It, it's Groundhog Day. I don't know how many times we need to tell you he's not going to change. It's like, like, the Durant thing was obviously the worst thing for him because, like, he can't hide. <laughs> he can't hide. And, like, I don't know. Like, it don't matter if he's in Brooklyn, Shanghai, L.A., Manila. He's still scared. And, like, I don't know. Like, people, like, because I saw, like, I don't know, like, like I, I think Zoomoff was like trying to feel bad for him. No, uh-uh, as LA Knight would say, no, no. Like I don't know. Like like he's had every opportunity to fix, fix, figure it out, fix it, whatever. He's still the same dude. Enjoy Shanghai next year, dude. <laughs> uh, no, he'll, he'll be in the NBA next year. But you did mention LA Knight. We have three minutes to go, so we need to talk about Royal Rumble this weekend again. We have to keep this kind of brief, but. LA Knight, again, shout out for the first of all, kudos to WWE for putting on a fantastic event, Raw 30 in Philadelphia. The we, highest we, gated yeah. Raw in history. US Raw, highest gated US Raw in history. So, yeah, so huge, you know, huge Raw, bunch of legends came back. You know, the the, the trial of Sami Zayn, which a lot of people were, you know, you know, excited and enthused about, but it all kind of boils down or culminates in Royal Rumble this week. Um, so, again, we'll keep it brief. Um, obviously, we know the, the big. Like, I don't know. Let's get the individual matches because we don't really have time. Men's, let's go. Women's Royal Rumble. The odds, the leader in the odds clubhouse for those of you who in the UK can actually bet on these things. Um, Rhea Ripley is four to six to win the Women's Rumble, followed by Becky Lynch is five to one, Raquel Rodriguez at 14 to one, and Bailey at 16 to one. Very quickly, who do you have winning the Women's Rhea, Royal Rumble? That's not even like I, I don't know. She is. She's the, the the saving grace of like Judgment Day. Somehow she has made Dominic Mysterio entertaining. She deserves no, like she deserves that. Like I don't know spotlight against Bianca. And frankly, I think I think and I think they're real good friends. So I like I think this is Rhea's moment at WrestleMania. I think she'll end up like with the belt. She's awesome. I, and like she's like she's progressively getting better. Like her character is getting better. And she's a beast in the ring. Like, like I told you offline, she's gonna be the first woman to beat a guy. Yeah, no, no, she's fantastic. So Rhea wins. I, I agree. I think Rhea, I think Rhea wins. I can talk myself into Becky, but Rhea wins. The men's Royal Rumble, as of right now, the odds are Cody Rose at even odds to win the whole thing. Sami Zayn, eleven to four. The Rock, who's not even supposed <laughs> to be there at five to one, and Steve Austin. Again, who might not even be there? Is it eleven to two? Again, very briefly, who do you have winning the the men's rumble? Thirty seconds. Uh Cody. I feel like I don't know. They're not putting on these vignettes for their own health. Like I don't know. Like the, like there's a payoff here. There's elimination chamber, so I feel like I don't know. The outcome by the end of elimination chamber will be a three way between Roman, Sammy, and Cody for the, for all of it. I like it. Um, yeah, like I, I've been trying to talk myself out of Cody. And into Seth Rollins, because again, they still have some unfinished business, Cody and Seth. But I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, I think it's going to be Cody Rose winning the, the men's Royal Rumble. And like you said, Elimination Chamber on both sides can kind of fix whoever, whoever, you, whoever is like the backup or the dark horse or whatever, they can just win in the Elimination Chamber and then you can figure things out at Mania. So we both have Rhea, we both have Cody Rhodes. Bianca Belair fights Alexa Bliss for the title, for the overall title. LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt in a pitch black match, which I have no idea what's going to be. Um, but it's sponsored by Mountain Dew, so we got to have it. And then Roman Reigns fights Kevin Owens for the Universal title. I think we all know how that's going to go. So should be, a, and that's the card of as of right now, should be a very entertaining card. Of course, next week on the show, we'll break that down for you in every way possible. And hopefully, 
we'll be able to break down an NFC Championship win for our Philadelphia Eagles. But we will see next week, same bat time, same bat channel here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Go Birds. Go Birds, guys. See you next week. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable.